Blog Talk Radio. Good Saturday afternoon, everyone. You are listening to One Love Rising on Blog Talk Radio. I am your co-host, Heidi Little, and I think Bob Challenger is joining us today. Uh, we are excited about our guest today. We are going to be speaking with Rick Olfick from We The World. Rick, you're on the line with us, yes? I sure am. Hi. Oh, fabulous. Hi. How are you today, Rick? Oh, I'm doing great. It's great to be on the show with you. Yeah, this is going to be really exciting for me. Um, We've been working together for uh, over a year now with We the World, and I'm excited to share with our listeners in uh, present and future about what is happening with We the World. So just to give people um, 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 an understanding of, of Rick, he is one of the most beautiful people I've ever met. And such a joy to work with, and the um, professionalism and enthusiasm and passion and inspiration behind his work is just so profoundly inspiring. So I'm really looking forward to this this conversation with Rick. Okay, Rick, I love you, and I think Bob is coming on here. Let me get Bob in here too. Okay, Bob, is that you? Yes. Howdy, Heidi, and hello, Rick. Hi, Bob. Yay. Hi, Bob. Hi. How exciting. Two of my favorite guys on all of the planet. Okay, good. So, uh, Bob, we've got Rick Olfick on today, and I think you already know that because we updated. I just introduced him, and uh, I'm going to launch into some questions. Is that cool? You good with that? Do you want, do you want to say a little bit about We the World? or? Um... I do. I do. Rick Olfick and Rick, of course, is the founder of We the World, the We Campaign, and We.net, which annually connects and promotes thousands of socially conscious organizations and businesses for peace, sustainability, and transformation. Rick is the co creator of the annual 11 Days of Global Unity, which run from September 11th to the 21st annually, with participants that have included Desmond Tutu, Jane Goodall, Deepak Chopra, Marianne Williamson, and Ralph Nader, among a few of the many great things that people that have come on with we and the 11 days of global unity. Rick has also been a nonviolent communications workshop facilitator and leader. And he is also an award-winning composer, keyboard player who has written music for ABC TV, NBC, CBS, the Olympics, feature films, commercials, and records. And he has performed with Queen Latifah, Phoebe Snow, Carlos Santana, Bernadette Peters, and Judy Collins. Rick serves every year as an Emmy Awards judge for news documentaries and music. Awesome, Rick. How beautiful. Where Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Where and, and, we, oh and we have yet to perform. We, we actually have performed together, but just not uh, live on stage. But we have... I know. You and I with the uh, song that we did for We the World. I know. We have to converse about what we're going to do with that song. We did a We the World song. How many writers do we have all together from across the planet, Rick? We did it through Skype. Um, nine yeah. uh, t- in total. It was it was eight originally, and then uh, and then Ray uh, got added as as the ninth co-creator. Right. Beautiful. It was quite the experience, yes. And now I've got to figure out what we're going to do with the song. It's a beautiful song. And we worked together to create the lyrics. And 
it was a really smooth and graceful process considering there were so many of us working on it. Yeah, it was it was really yeah. a joy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Amazing. It was like, I, that's I've, what you I've do, written... though. <laughs> what, did, what did you say? Rick, that's, that's what you do, though. You, like, have, bring people together and everybody just gets along really well. <laughs> like something with your energy, yeah? You just bring them oh, together and everybody gets along really well. <laughs> Tell me what you think about that song. What do you think about that song? Where, where, what, what, do you, what do you think? Oh, I, I, I really love it. And I'm actually, uh, you know, I've been busy, but I want to try to um, do, you know, have a, an, uh, a digital editing system here. So I want to mm-hmm. try to um, fiddle with it a little bit um, uh, but anyway, mm-hmm. that's another mm-hmm. conversation. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> All right, good. So we've got a theme song, theme song coming sometime in the future, be the world. Yeah. And uh, that's all good news. Okay. So, the so We Campaign is super important, and so are the 11 Days of Global Unity. Um, where should we start? Which one do you want to start with? Right. Well, you know, 11 Days of Global Unity is coming up. Yes. So um, so that's maybe something to talk about in, in a little more okay. detail. Um, okay. 11 Days of Global Unity, uh, we've been doing it since 2004, um, mm-hmm. and it goes from September 11th through September 21st. So it culminates mm-hmm. on the International Day of Peace, and it has really become a convergence of festivals and and events and uh, broadcasts, parades, all kinds of things have happened um, during 11 Days of Global Unity, and um, and it's become a platform for uh, change makers really around the world, and so we can put out the word right here and now on the show, that anyone who is interested in creating an event or tying an existing event in with 11 Days of Global Unity in September, uh, then we can help to promote that to a global audience. And we have, for each of the 11 days, we have 11 themes uh, and those themes have become 11 campaigns, really, for for change. And so if uh, people have uh, an event or a campaign or something that fits in with one of these 11 campaigns, then we can uh, put it right in and get the word out to a large audience. So I'll just go through the the 11 campaigns, um, the theme, uh, the, the campaign theme names. Unity. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Yep. Unity, interdependence, environment, economic justice, health, children and youth, women, human rights, freedom, disarmament, and peace. Mm. So we wow. we yeah we created them. It was a a collaborative effort to create those 11 themes with a bunch of uh, organizations, some of them uh, including the ones that started the International Day of Peace. So it was designed to be really comprehensive 
Uh, and the way I like to uh, think of it is like a blueprint for global transformation. So yeah, like a, like a template. Yeah, yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. And people can go to we.net and actually see them and see all the action steps under each of the 11 themes. If you go to uh, we.net right on the homepage, it says 11 ways to transform your world. And um, when you click on that, then that's where, that's where the action is. So, so if anyone listening wants to be part of any of these campaigns, uh, we would love that. Um, and we have weekly meetings of coordinators for the 11 campaigns to share successes, uh, challenges, you know, give each other support and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, well, you know, really I, I am mm-hmm. a listener, Rick, and uh, so I'm going to uh, announce an event that I've already scheduled to coordinate with the September 21st date on the theme of peace. And that is, I have a Facebook page called Celebrate the Peace. And it really has to do with the two nations that are separated by the false border between Canada and the U.S. But, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was on the Rainbow Bridge uh, two days ago to, you know, to to work on the... uh, the children's international, uh, the global wave of love, and uh, I stood in the middle of the break in the bridge, Rick, the Rainbow Bridge, with my left foot in the United States and my right foot in Canada. And anyway, what the Celebrate the Peace event is about in September on International Day of Peace, it's already been scheduled for that day, is that we're going to uh, create a new treaty between. Canada and the U.S. will be inviting the leaders of both of those countries to come together on the Peace Bridge, which is the bridge that connects Buffalo, New York, and Fort Erie, Canada. And it's an historic bridge. It's a few miles only from the Rainbow Bridge in Niagara Falls. But besides the leaders and the dignitaries that will show up to sign a new treaty recommitting to the peace that we've had, you know, Unfortunately, in Niagara Falls, Ontario, where I do a lot of work, um, there are banners that say, celebrate the war of 1812. Oh, my God, what a horrible war. And yeah. um, anyway, um, I want those banners to come down and start saying, celebrate the peace. because we have, So here's what happened to end the war of 1812. There was a battle in Niagara Falls, Ontario, on Lundy's Lane that had 900 combatants on each side. And they fought overnight on July 25, 1814, and hardly anybody survived that battle. And four months later, the uh, two nations, because it was Britain, uh, you know, on the on the north side of the river, and, on the, and you know that was Canada was the nation then. So there was Britain on one side, and then the um, Americans on the other side. And, uh, it was so it was so horrible that battle. They decided to end the war, and they, they, they met in, in Ghent, Belgium, to, to sign a treaty ending the war. And uh, that was signed on December 24, 1814, just the night before Christmas. And then it took until February the 19th. 
to get that document across the Atlantic to be signed by the American Senate, which it signed uh, unanimously, and that ended the war. So let let us celebrate these 203 years of peace that we've had together, not the War of 1812. So thank you for letting me bring this up on this program, because this is a very important event. Thank you. Thank thank Mm. you for saying that. And uh, I encourage you to utilize one of our resources, which is the Global Unity Calendar. And people can access that easily by going to we.net right near the top of the home page. It says Global Unity Calendar. Click on that. And you'll see a public, a free public international calendar. uh, And people post their events in all kinds of places. And uh, I encourage you to post this event that you're you're talking about there for uh, September 21st. Um, mm-hmm. And there are also on the on the calendar, you can select various categories, and yeah. uh, including the eleven themes for change. And um, and if it's a specific event for the International Day of Peace, you can put that. If it's for eleven days of global unity, you can put that, and then all of the eleven themes. And of course, put your images and description there. Um, so this is something that people who are listening can utilize as well, and I encourage you to do that as well. Thank you, and I will indeed. Thank you, Rick. Sure. Yay! <laughs> Yay. Wow. Um, change is afoot, and transformation is happening. Um, Rick, uh, have the 11 Days of Global Unity been on deck with We the World for the entire time? How long has How long has We the World been functioning in the planet for change? What's your anniversary coming up? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, this is actually our 20th year. Wow. We went public, or I went public with it uh, in um, 1998. Um, I I should say we went public because I put together a a governing board um, at that point. And many of... uh, Many of the people from the original board are still on the board, which is great. So, right. Uh, people like James. You have Jane Goodall on the board, right? Your partners with Ruth Well, um, she's, she's, I mean, there are two, two kinds of boards. There's the governing board, and then there's the advisory board. Jane Goodall is on the advisory board. Oh, that's the a good governing board, board is like the official board, you know, that makes internal decisions and things like that. But Jane Goodall is on the advisory board. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so we've been around since uh, 1998. The 11 Days of Global Unity didn't start till 2004. And uh, that was just uh, a result of the uh, some things that happened with regard to the International Day of Peace. Uh, would you mm-hmm. like to hear that story, how that started, the 11 days? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. Okay. So so basically, um, one of the aspects of the International Day of Peace is that for a long time, it was celebrated on the opening day of the General Assembly of the UN. So first of all, the 
there was a, a United Nations resolution in 1981 saying, uh, you know, calling for the International Day of Peace to be a day of remembrance of ceasefires that had taken place during the year, and in fact, working towards a global ceasefire. And the International Day of Peace was um, celebrated on the opening of the General Assembly, which uh, was usually the second Tuesday or the third Tuesday of September, you know, going forward. But in the late 1990s, the NGOs and peace organizations that wanted to get behind the International Day of Peace, they wanted it to be put on a specific date so that it wouldn't vary each each year, you know, because, um, uh, you know, it was, it, was, it was like a different date each year. So there was a big push to make it officially on September 21st. And, in fact, someone named Jeremy Gilly, who lives in the U.K., um, he led a whole campaign to get the United Nations to put the International Day of Peace on September 21st. And in fact, he did a feature-length documentary called Peace One Day. And it was a, a great film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Angelina Jolie was in the film and many other celebrities and activists. And I was there at the opening because uh, I knew him and he was, he was uh, already involved with 11 Days of Global Unity. Um, no, no, he was already, um, sorry, I, he was already involved with We the World. Uh, but uh, what happened was, because of his efforts and many others, the United Nations decided that they would put, put the uh, International Day of Peace on September 21st. The problem was that they didn't make that resolution uh, in time uh so that in 2001, um, the opening session of the General Assembly actually took place on September 11th. And so the International Day of Peace was officially the day of the tragedy in New York, um, uh, 9-11. So, um, so then uh, from 2002 on, it was officially on September 21st, the International Day of Peace. So we looked at that with uh, We the World uh, at that point, and we said, you know, why don't we do something to kind of symbolize uh, the journey from fear to hope, from September 11th to September 21st. And a whole bunch of us got together. Jane Goodall was part of that conversation, and Deepak Chopra, and... uh, and a whole bunch of others. And so we we created 11 days of global unity that spanned from September 11th through September 21st. And that was the origin. And um, okay. on uh, September 21st, 2004, we launched it with Jane Goodall and Marianne Williamson doing uh, back-to-back keynote speeches at a, mm-hmm. uh, a location mm-hmm. in New York City. Uh, we had uh, partners around the world uh, celebrating at the same moment. We had 
um, the uh, people in Taiwan ringing the bell of peace, uh, and it was video linked um, to uh, the place in, in New York. Uh, they rang that in the middle of the night. Uh, the Million Voice Choir, um, led by Gemma Bulos from the Philippines, she uh, uh, wrote a song called We Rise, and that song uh, was sung in choirs in 80 countries at the same moment, uh, 9 p.m. in each time zone, like a, a wave around the world, ending up wow. uh, in uh, New York City uh, with the choir on stage with Jane Goodall and all of us. Um, so there were uh, many, many things that happened to help launch um, the 11 Days of Global Unity. There were 125 cities uh, involved, uh, Roots and Shoots, you know, Jane Goodall's youth or organization uh, created these, um, uh, I forget what they're called exactly, uh, but they're kind of like sculptures of peace doves from around the world. And so they were all doing it at the same time. And so uh, since 2004, we've been doing 11 Days of Global Unity every year, and it's been expanding since then. So um, amazing things. Every year there's, there's something new and amazing that happens during that time. That's beautiful. Rick, have we actually, I mean, all of it is beautiful. I and mean, as you speak, I can just see, like, waves of love going out across the planet, literally. Um, have we actually achieved a global ceasefire? Has everybody stopped? Do they stop their weaponry on the 21st? Do we know? A global ceasefire has not yet happened. So that is yet another goal. I mean, you know, uh, there there are some variations on that theme also that are important goals. I think, uh, you know, uh, somebody listening might get inspired to work on on. So, so yes, a global ceasefire would be fabulous. But there are other kinds of ceasefires that we've been discussing. Uh, you know, like every every year, the uh, NGO committee at the United Nations for the International Day of Peace uh, meets, and we discuss how to promote the uh, the International Day of Peace and 11 days and everything. And um, one, uh, there are a few really fabulous. Uh, variations on the ceasefire idea. So one of them is the idea of a media ceasefire. So imagine that. Imagine all the all the major media, not not for that at least that one day, not uh, playing uh, violent um, films or videos. You know, uh, uh, all these uh, films that that show uh, graphic violence. Um, so can, can you imagine the power of that? Um, have, them cover, have them cover the peace events that are going to be celebrated all over the planet on that day. They can do that. Instead. Yeah, right, exactly. They could turn their attention to what's actually exactly. happening for peace. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. I'll, exactly. Invite mm-hmm. to, I'll invite them to the Peace Bridge because that's going to be a major gathering there. Exactly. Yeah. So that would be fabulous. And then another idea that's also very powerful <laughs> is the idea of a ceasefire in our communities. So imagine working for a ceasefire between gangs uh, and other 
uh, other uh, pe- people who are engaged in violent activities uh, in our communities. And that includes a ceasefire in terms of domestic violence. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it could it, uh, mm-hmm. you know, bring attention to all of that. And then, you know, this becomes a symbol. If we can do it on one day, why can't we do it on more days? And eventually, right. you know, on all days. Absolutely. All right, I'm in. I'm in. And yeah. I think one of the things we could tie into that is something that I've been working on, um, uh, like uh, in my mind in any event, the Global Day of Forgiveness, where we come together on a specific day to forgive those that have uh, we, we have offended or that we believe have offended us and have them have them come together and, and say we forgive each other. And that could be tied into that uh, that day as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's beautiful, too. That's beautiful, too. Yeah, that's, um, I think, having people, just calling people together for a candlelight vigil or probably that because they know how to do that. Um, yeah. Right? And then just just be like, okay, well, here we are. We're standing for peace this day like we do every September 21st, and this time we're declaring a personal ceasefire. I have a song called No More Wars. It's all about that. I do. Wow. It's about, you know, like letting go of, of your of your trips with other people because really, what are they serving? Absolutely nothing. They don't serve the person who's upset because the person's upset. They don't serve the person that is on the receiving end of the upset because energy goes where attention flows, right? So, of course, we're upsetting the other person's frequency. And when we're upset with one person, often that one person is is related to either their children or their husband or their workforce, and that energy goes out and disrupts the force all around them. So when people start to really look at the quantum physics of anger and resentment and the quantum physics of our innate and universal truth that we are one, they would understand immediately that what they do to someone else, they are, in, in, they are essentially doing it to themselves. And then what do they do to themselves? They're doing to others, right? So as soon as we get that message out there, I think we should probably make a video and I'm sure there's probably already some videos. I know Dr. Imono likes to do that work. And um, and our friend from the last program who was on, Rick, the scientist who was on yes. with us Jude, last week, Jude, right? Right, Jude Caravan and the Cosmic Hologram. Yes, there you go, from last week. If mm-hmm. people want to know more about the science of what we're talking about, it's on last week's show. Um, it was a brilliant show, absolutely brilliant. So September 21st, I'm going to set my intention to it being a global ceasefire. And right now I've been working, of course, with the children because I am the co-founder and director of International Children's Month, and We the World is our fiscal sponsor, and Bob Challenger is on the board, and Rick advises me often. And uh, we're in this situation now where we're having to find more love, care, and respect for ourselves and each other, and it's working. So that's a very good thing. Um, My next question for you are, 
I think I want to talk to you about the We campaign because okay. from what I understand, it's a template essentially to put everything to a, like make, have everything transform into a place that makes sense, which I think people really want right now. Um, so let's talk about that, Rick. Tell us about the We sure. campaign. Right. So uh, people will have heard us talk about we the world and the we campaign you know it's all about we right so uh-huh um so so i guess the we campaign or we is three different things we is a consciousness it's a collaboration and it's a campaign so in terms Great. of the consciousness the idea is to promote the shift from i to we in our individual actions and our attitudes, as well as in societal priorities and policies. So we is about expanding our circles of caring, concern, and empathy to the entire web of, of life, including ecosystems, to prioritize the well-being of each form of life and the common good. So that means no one is expendable. If we, if we have that consciousness, and that would apply to the policies um, that, that we adopt uh, in our societies and also our attitudes, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, the way I think of that is like when people normally say we, and they're, they're just using the word we, they very often might be talking about their immediate circle of loved ones, right. like their family, their friends, their close friends. You know, we're doing well, and they, sometimes they may even include their pets, right, and their plants. You know, we're doing mm -hmm. okay, right? Mm -hmm. so, so the idea is to expand that co concept of we to go beyond that, that smaller circle of loved ones to begin to include our communities uh, and and beyond beyond that. Now, sometimes when people say we, they, they're referring to their ethnic group, you know, we of all of like one type of uh, people, right? Or it could be their national group or their religious affiliation. So all of those are, are fine. Uh, we just want to go beyond that. You know, we want to go further and and begin to think of not only all of humanity as part of our, our we, but also beyond to other life forms, you know, the animals, the plants, and in fact, uh, the entire web of life and even the ecosystems that support life. And, you know, people have other names for that, like Gaia, you know, like the living planet and that kind of thing. So so that's all the... the to, that, to, to we in that sense, right? Say that again? That's a powerful position for people, you know? When they think we, not just their family, but we as in all of our our planet and our, our, our family of one and, you know, everything that's here. It, it's just a very powerful place to be. Um, I want to send it out there right now that every single person 
feels like they deserve that. Like they deserve to embody such a powerful understanding because it's really who we are. It's really who we are. So we mm-hmm. moving from so I that's to the, we. That's the first mm-hmm. so that's the first uh thing. Remember there were three uh uh, there are three aspects yep. of we. So, so the first one <laughs> is the consciousness. For everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and I know about it. I'm hearing you like with fresh ears again. It's very, it's very wonderful for me. Okay, next, oh, second good. part. <laughs> okay, so besides being a consciousness, we is also a collaboration. So we call it the We Change Agent Network. And, of course, using the acronym, like Change Agent Network, it's C-A-N, right? So it's We Can. And the idea is, um, you know, if we get our, uh, our complete funding to implement this, the idea is to include the world's largest transformative organizations, networks, and movements as part of the collaboration. So, uh, and we'll start with the the large ones that We the World already has a working relationship with or connections to over the years. So I'm talking about Amnesty International, 350.org, Oxfam, the International Trade Union Confederation, United Religions Initiative, uh, Move On. You know, there, there are all kinds of uh, these networks and large organizations that we, the world, has worked with over the years. So imagine a collaboration, a working, a working collaboration of these, plus the thousands of smaller socially conscious organizations and groups that are already in We the World's network, and then add to that the more than 50 million people that are the constituents of all of these groups. Imagine that collaboration working together in a conscious, intentional way, uh, sharing uh, joint calls to action um, and uh, and deciding together what to do to have the most uh, impact going forward. So that's number two, we as a collaboration. And then we is also a campaign. And that's where the collaboration, uh, utilizing the consciousness that we've been talking about, uh, gets together and does ongoing coordinated awareness and action activities, Um, putting our strategic partners together um, and um, doing things according to some of the the major dates uh, that we have uh, around the year, uh, those those are so kind of like auto, automatic co- um, connection points or nodes, uh, organi- organizing points like Earth Day, for example, um, 11 Days of Global Unity, the, uh, the International Day of Peace, uh, Human Rights Day, uh, the four solstices, um, and you know the the equinoxes and solstices. Uh, World Water Day, all of these are are dates that can be organized um, with the uh, collaboration in order to to uh, carry out the campaign that we're talking about. And the idea is to go from what I call 
horizontal impact to vertical mm-hmm. impact. Now, horizontal mm-hmm. impact horizontal impact is what we see quite a bit of now where we have a lot of people and organizations working for peace and sustainability around the world, but they tend to be working on their own in in their own silos, right? So so I call it a horizontal impact because it's thinned out. It's all it's thin and it's and yes, there's important work being done, but it isn't uh it isn't as strong as it could be because people's power is reduced in terms of uh being spread out so so thinly around the planet. So what I'm talking about is having ongoing vertical impact where all of these groups actually come together at the same time for the same mission and purpose, then we can begin to see the kinds of changes, the fundamental changes that we need in order to have peace, justice, sustainability, and transformation on our planet. Right. Wow. So, and, and, and there is science behind what you speak about uh, with quantum physics about when people come together, John Hayden, for example, is uh, talking about this all the time as a quantum physicist, that the uh, whenever two or, two or more of us come together with the same purpose and mission and at the same moment in time, it becomes phenomenal. And so that I totally support, Rick. Yes, let's do that more. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So we can, and we've seen this. We've we've seen it a little bit. The problem is that we haven't seen it in an ongoing way. So, for example, in 2014, uh, I don't know if you remember it, but there was a tr- there was a global uh, tremendous, uh, um, I guess, a global um, movement that came together around climate and climate change because of the, uh, I think it was the Copenhagen uh, Climate yeah. Summit. And yeah. mm-hmm. so 350.org and and um, other groups came together, and they had literally millions of people in marches, uh, walking, uh, you know, in, in cities yeah. uh, around the world. And it was actually on the International Day of Peace. I don't know if you remember that. It was September 21st. Um, oh, I remember. And, uh, yeah, for sure. And then something else. I don't know. You know. And they, uh, yeah. Continue, please. You're inspiring. Right. So, so that's an example. That's mm-hmm. an example of uh, vertical impact. And it did have it, – it showed the people uh, at, the, at, at the climate summit – that the world was watching. Uh, so that was very clear. The problem is that it is not an ongoing thing. So that got organized and it happened at that moment. Uh, but I would like to see that kind of thing at least every uh, on each, uh, each and every equinox and solstice or around that time, like four times a year. Um, right. And uh, in fact, we have a proposal about this uh it's a, a proposal for funding it wouldn't take too much funding to to make this happen where mm-hmm. we could have representatives from 
the largest organizations and networks on the planet coming together to decide, you know, okay, what are we going to do with our tremendous constituents, you know? So each mm-hmm. each of these networks um, that has, you know, millions and millions of people, I mean, the uh, International Trade Union Confederation alone has 138 million members. You know, they represent all the unions in the world. So, um, and we know them. Uh, we, we Our office was uh, with them for like 10 years, and we did many projects with them. So, um, so uh, imagine representatives from all these uh, giant networks deciding, uh, okay, what are we going to come together and get our, our uh, millions or hundreds of millions of constituents to work on with us at the same moment at the same time? So uh, that, that could be incredibly powerful, and it could be also something for crises that are on the horizon, uh, like if there is a an upcoming looming war, a major war, you know, um, then uh, that or or some kind of huge uh, uh, environmental catastrophe that, or you know, there's there's many different ways that such an unprecedented um, collaboration could work together to uh, to create good in the, in the world. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, that's, that's and, the point, and, right? Heidi, why don't we mm-hmm. talk about what's happening tomorrow with the great day of love and gratitude that's going to be right. held in, all over the world uh, in many, I forget how many countries they're into now, but 80 countries or so. And uh, there is scientific evidence that they produce on the Global Coherence Initiative when they have their program running, the... the um, the vibratory rate of the planet rises dramatically during this time. They have proof of that. The Global Coherence Initiative has monitors all over the earth to capture the uh, global consciousness and, and see the emotions. So there's science behind all of this. So tomorrow, people need to piece them together at noon. What's that, Heidi? Sorry. What was, what, what was the name of that group where you can see what it looks like? Well, who do we what are we global, going to look at? The Global Coherence Initiative. But even if you look at the most recent post, I'll send a link to you after the show, of what Claudia Palmos, Palmas posted showing the, uh, the graph of what happens when they come together in this way. And they've been doing this for a few years now, and it gets bigger every year. It's called the, the Great Day of... of Peace, holy cow. What's it called? Heidi? Which one? Which one? Our Global Wave of Love, which was the 21st. And now we're coming on the Great Day of Love and Gratitude for the 24th. But it's for the the water and for humanity. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is the HeartMath. Those guys are the HeartMath Institute. Rick, are we already uh, partners with the HeartMath Institute? I think we are, aren't we? Oh, do we know these to, to a, a certain extent, though, uh, I, you know, I think that could be developed more. Um, I know we uh, we have had some conversations with people who are involved with that, but okay. I don't know if they have become an official partner yet. I think it would be a good idea. Okay. 
Yeah, that would be a good idea, especially if they've got the if they've got a way to um, access the energy levels. That would be pretty cool to tie into that stuff so we could show show people what it looks like. Um, uh, yeah. So collectively, I feel the strongest this year was the 21st so far, right? Because we had uh, the 21st of June this year was really strong because we had Avril Looking Horses World Peace and Prayer Day. Then we had World Yoga, right? We had the World Yoga yeah. Summit, which the world was a part of. We had the Children's Global Wave of Love. And um, I know many, many, many more partners came together. And so we've been experiencing the same thing. Um, it's because as far as I'm concerned, we are concerned, it's all about coming together. And every yep. person, every organization has a contribution. It's not like somebody's going to be swallowed up because they joined forces. It is the power of leveraging the power of peace by coming together, by leveraging our power of love by coming together. So we still have people in our network that are playing lone wolf syndrome and, you know, I used to, um, we, I think we all used to kind of have that going on uh, in the late 80s and the early 90s, and then things began shifting. Um, so the WE campaign, if people wanted to go see the WE campaign and to maybe download the documents or take the documents to somebody important to them that they thought should, should see them, where can they find those? Those are on WE.net. Yes? Sure, we.net. And I think the first step would be to get involved, like officially involved with with us. So if you go to the, the homepage, we.net, mm -hmm. right there mm -hmm. uh, near the top, there's a place where you can become a WE campaign volunteer coordinator. Um, mm -hmm. And so you just, you know, go to that link and there's like a form there and Tell tell us you know what what you're into what your skills are and what what uh, particular campaigns you might want to work on and that kind of thing mm -hmm. and um, mm -hmm. so that would probably be step number one now uh, there uh, on that same uh, homepage if people have their own organization uh, mm -hmm. they can become a, a partner or participant uh, with us in the We Campaign. Uh, and there's a way to register their organization, and then we will put their information up on the the directory of participating organizations. And mm -hmm. uh, so, and and also, you can see the directory when you go there as well. And it's really inspiring. I mean, we have, I think it's close to 600 organizations have sign have taken the time to sign up uh, and be. Uh, a participant. Uh, wow. Uh, even more, there are even more of them that haven't done that, but we're working with them anyway, you know. Um, so, uh, you know, it's a, it's a big network. And, um, you know, the idea is we want to take this to the next level, uh, which is to utilize all of these uh, connections, all these, uh, collaborations that we've done over the years and begin to weave them together 
so we have that ongoing vertical impact that we've been talking about that is so important on so many levels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And, and I just want to make a, a mention of the importance of the word campaign. Campaign is both a verb to campaign and also a noun, a campaign. And I've been involved mm-hmm. in something called the Campaign for the Earth since October 16, 17, 1987. And, uh, and I've been promoting that intensively ever since. So but that campaign is a phenomenal word. So the We Campaign is We Campaign, and the We Campaign is also now. Anyway, thank you. Right. It's the We Campaign and We Campaign. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's great. <laughs> Yay. And Yay. and Heidi was uh, uh, t- Heidi was telling me about something that you did with regard to Earth Day. I'd love to hear that story. Oh my goodness. Okay, so um, when I, I was living in California in 1989 with Barbara Marks Hubbard's organization, I was living in community with them. And while I was there, from January 89 to January 90, one full year, I heard about a plan. You know, there was one Earth Day before April 22, 1990, on the April 22 birthday. I know the Earth Day. I know there is uh, some people who celebrate the uh, equinox uh, March 21st for Earth Day as well, but the one that gets the most attention is the one that is on April 22, 19, April 22. So anyway. When I was in the States, I heard about, and so there was only one Earth Day um, before 1990, and it was 1970. And this uh, came together with a bunch of radical hippies who uh, convinced the senator in the, in your government to shut down everything for one day so that the radical hippies could to <laughs> explain to the people who knew the laws what was going on with the environment. And from that one day, April 22, 1970, we got the Clean Air Act, the Clean Water Act, the EPA, and many other environmental initiatives. Once the politicians were explained about what was really going on, they made some uh, laws to help with that. So anyway, about 15 years later, in the mid-'80s, these radical hippies got together again and said, listen, we got to do this again. Things haven't changed much in the 15 years ago that we did this. So they said, we're going to do it again only one time, but we're going to make it international. They didn't want to have an ongoing uh, organization to do it. They just wanted to initiate it. And so when I heard that, I said, oh, my God, i got to be part of that. I came back to Toronto in the beginning of 1990. I had some serious issues to deal with with my real estate company that was uh, hemorrhaging at the time. And uh, I, I, I phoned around to see who was actually promoting the upcoming International Earth Day a few months later, this I was this was January, and April 22 was the time that we're going to be doing this. And I, uh, I found out there was a young lady, a single mom who had two jobs, who had signed up to be the voice for the upcoming Earth Day in Toronto. And so I contacted her and met with her. And I said, uh, wow, you're really busy. She said, yeah, I can't handle the – she had an answering – like an answering tape machine. That's all she had. To, and she said, I can't handle these calls. Can you help me? I said, you bet. And I had room in my uh, real estate office because there was some uh, people that left. And uh, so I got a hold of uh, Nigel Seal out in Victoria, British Columbia. He had uh, uh, taken on the task of being the lead 
organization in Canada for Earth Day, and it was was called Earth Day Canada. So I said to Nigel, you know, Toronto is the main source of getting the word out across the country because of the number of uh, media centers that are are here are mostly, uh, most of them from Canada or in Toronto. I said, let me open up my office, let me make an office, uh, and I, I formed a company just, it was called Earth Care Enterprise Corporation, which be, was a shell company, so I could order phones and fax machines and and uh, things like that. Because it was actually before we were using uh, digital uh, transmissions very, very much anyway. So uh, that's what I did. Then I uh, went around, I spent the next few months just going around, door knocking on every media I could. and. And uh, every I got the schools involved. I, I had uh, special symposiums arranged with environmental networks to promote it. And we had apparently, according to the newspaper, about 500,000 people participate in Toronto area on April 22, 1990. So now, again, I want to say that the original organizers only wanted to do this one time. They didn't want to do it all the time. So as a part of the network for Earth Day, I got a hold of all the offices around the world, and I sent them a package of information. And uh, it was really, I don't have a copy of the letter handy, but it was really basically, we've got to keep this going. We've got to do this every year. And I sent them a, a badge for the campaign for the Earth that I had made up and also a bumper sticker for the campaign for the Earth, which said, make every day Earth Day. And I believe I coined that term, make every day Earth Day. Back in 1990. So anyway, um, so so then I sent this package out to all the Earth office, Earth Day offices around the world, and so we got to keep this going, and uh, and we did. Um, we had I and I I said to the all the countries, please send me back whatever you did in your communities for Earth Day, and we had some amazing responses of what people were doing already, and they they agreed to keep it going, and then uh, Earth Day Canada. Because of the activity, well, Earth Day Canada became Earth Day International, and uh, it's been going stronger every year. So that's my story. Thanks. Wow, that sounds great. So um, there's something called the Earth Day Network. Is that what grew out of Earth Day Canada? Um, I don't know whether it was out of Earth Day Canada, but it would have been out of the event that happened in April 22, 1990, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow, what a story. That's That's fantastic. So you got it to be celebrated each year instead of just like on the 10-year or 20-year anniversary. Well, yeah, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't put it that way. I think I planted some seeds that led to that. Right, exactly. I know about those seeds. We do, though, right? That's what we do. That's how they become beautiful, strong trees and forests as we plant those seeds and I acknowledge you, Bob Challenger, for your greatness and your goodness and your beautiful heart. Yay. Thank you for sharing the story. I love hearing it. <laughs> yeah, what a, what a great story. Time. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, Rick, how, how, how did you come to find We the World? Found We the World? Ah, okay, that's a, that's a good story. But one, one more thing on Earth Day. Uh, the... Um, I was just wondering, Bob, if you had connected with John McConnell. Does that uh, name yeah, ring a bell? Well, I know about John McConnell. Yeah, he is the the one that that founded the uh, March date for Earth Day and had the United Nations approve it. I believe Jane Goodall approved it as well. 
Um, and that still goes on every year. But the trouble with having Earth Day in March in the Northern Hemisphere is that it's not a very good day for people to come out and get involved. And I, I celebrate both. Uh, but the, the, the majority of Earth Day activities in the Northern Hemisphere is April 22. And, but I didn't meet him personally. Mm-hmm. Right. So I knew him pretty well. He joined the advisory board of We the World. And he still with us? In this no, no. He passed, uh, I forget exactly what year, maybe okay. five years ago or oh, something okay. like so that. Oh, okay. So he's helping us from upstairs now. Yay. Thank you, John. Yep. <laughs> yep. But um, he and I used to have long, late-night conversations. I think he was out in, in California and we would be on the phone for hours and hours. He was in his 90s when, when, wow. he, and I, when he and I had had uh, these conversations. But, you know, one thing that We the World has done over the last few years is we've, we've made that connection because we know the people who've been celebrating uh, the Equinox Earth Day every year. Um, yes, of course. Yeah. And, I know. and you know, from his yep. uh, inspiration... And uh, so what we've been doing is doing something called Earth Month, which which goes yep. from the equinox through April 22nd, so that oh, we wow. can kind yeah. of yeah. highlight and capture yeah. all of the convergence yeah. of events during that period. And, of course, that includes uh, World Water Day, which is a, uh, March 22nd, which is a very important day yeah. as well because water – is yep. perhaps the, the single biggest issue that uh, humans ha- are, you know, will have to deal with. Um, Absolutely. Yep. Very, very soon. Yep. I mean, they, it's already an issue. If you think about, you know, droughts and floods and um, and some of the uh, the conflicts that have happened, uh, fighting over water and, um, yep. you know, all, yep. all of this. So. So anyway, so Earth Month is something we do each year now that kind of spans those two. Well, that's um, brilliant to start it on the equinox and take it right through to April April 22nd. That's brilliant. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So so that's good. And and now, Heidi, uh, you were asking me how I came to start We the World. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's an interesting story. (laughs) Um, so I guess to start, um, I, uh, you know, I was, I've had a 35 year music career, right? So, uh, you know, back in the eighties and nineties, I was cranking out music, you know, 28 hours a day, basically. And, um, you know, for film and TV and all that stuff. Um, and then, uh, a few things kind of came together to kind of raise my awareness about what was going on, uh, especially in the late 1980s because of some of the changes under uh, Ronald Reagan, uh, some of the, um, in the financial sector. Um, uh, I think some of the monopoly laws were relaxed, and so there was like a wave of um, uh leverage buyouts and acquisitions and mergers and all of that stuff. So like companies were getting bigger and bigger. And, you know, I had a lot of um, ad agencies that were my clients. And 
uh, what I what started happening was uh, the uh, these ad agencies would start to eat each other up, you know, and and when they would do that, in order to pay for the mergers, which uh, inevitably you know large amounts of money went to a few people who structured those deals in order to pay for that they had to go into debt sometimes and they'd have to let uh, thousands of people go you know and so suddenly i became aware of what was going on economically because two-thirds of my clients were were jobless suddenly and i was losing my clients and uh, so i had to kind of take notice what what's going on with the economy and and society right so that was a that was a big influence for me you know getting politically aware and mm-hmm. then uh, the other the other thing that uh was happening was uh i i was very involved with film film and uh, you know i was writing music for films i was producing films i produced several films and and uh, uh worked on creative teams with tv shows and all of that and so I, I I always felt like film is uh, perhaps our most powerful medium, you know. Like you could go to a film and uh, watch a film, and two hours later you have walked in the in the shoes of a person uh-huh. in a different situation that you would never have thought of, and uh, you come away you can come away a totally different person after having experienced a film. So. So film is like my my favorite medium, right, for that reason. And I started, um, as I mentioned, I, I produced a couple of films, and I started writing down some ideas for films. And um, I actually uh, worked with a, uh, a a person who was a Hollywood writer, and we came up with an idea for a, a, a film, uh, like a sort of a cautionary tale talking about um, the environmental problems like 50 years in the future. And so it was like mm-hmm. a kind of like a sci-fi, um, uh, you know, something taking place in the future. And um, the problem was that uh, we couldn't really get the funding to to go further with that. We worked on it for like two, over two years. And mm-hmm. but she, had to, she had to move back to Hollywood so she could uh, get uh, some you know her her uh livelihood going and stuff so but it gave me the bug and i came up uh i started volunteering with uh organizations that were working for a better world you know uh because mm-hmm. i felt like you know having a music career is great but but the the world seems like it was going down the tube so you know what are you going to do with a music career if the world is starting to collapse, right? So I started volunteering with organizations in the 1990s, and one of the running themes that I noticed at these uh, meetings was, you know, people would say, uh, we're doing good work, but why are we doing it in isolation? Why is the whole movement so fragmented? And mm-hmm. it gave me this idea to to write a film that would show how the world comes together to solve its problems. Great. So I started, and because of my interest in film, I really uh, put myself into it. And for six months, I, I came up with like 100 pages of dialogue and, you know, characters. And 
you know, kind of like a fictional look at what, what it would look like if the world actually came together to solve its problems. And um, after that period, uh, I looked at that and I said, oh, my God, this shouldn't just be a film. This should really be happening. And that's when I started We the World. Yay! <laughs> I want to fund your movie. Let's fund your movie. I want to fund your wow. movie. I want to fund <laughs> the world too. Yeah. God so the it. interesting thing like is, if if you imagine, uh, like, um, you know, a script of a film that has that as the subject, um, yeah. it's like we're yeah. currently at about, I would say, page seventy of a hundred twenty-page right. script. <laughs> right, right. So I yeah, mean, we, yeah, we have yeah, a blueprint yeah, no, I can there. See it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And it's all there for people on we.net for them to take a look at and wrap their yep. brains around. And if they've already wrapped their brains around, then they're going to be surprised and happy and inspired to see that it's all like mapped out. I'm continuously. Um, inspired and excited whenever I go to visit we.net because of what I find when I go there. I always find something new. Very in depth. There's a lot of detail. You're a very um, thorough and invested person. Um, yeah, thank you. Well, it's not just me. You know, a lot of people have come together to make this happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty years. Yeah. Twenty years. Yeah, definitely. We're celebrating twenty years. Um, exactly. What's the anniversary date? Um, it's uh, well, it's it's around this time. I mean, we got a, a telephone in March of 1998, so um, I think of that mo- month as being specific. But you know, um, the idea of we the world actually started before then. It's that's just like when we. Uh, like I said, got a got a telephone number like in wheel 1998. Touch yes, yes, you get a phone and you started having exactly. in the uh, yeah. tangible reality. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. and and we got our our um, 501c3 status, you know, the nonprofit mm-hmm. status. Uh, we got mm-hmm. that in 2001 uh, in November. Cool. Um, so Thanks. it sort of became uh, official in terms of uh, government recognition. In 2001, but you know we've been uh, operating since uh, a little before 1998, or 1998 is like the the main one, I guess. That's like the the year that you figure is the the ultimate year. I I yeah. really feel after hearing our conversation today um, that by 2021 we're going to have a world that works for all, and that's the mission. What's the statement? That what's is that think? is the. The, the the official mission statement um, yeah. is um, the mission of We the World is to maximize social change globally until we have a world that works for all. Yay! Hallelujah! <laughs> and so, right. anyone listening yeah. to this, if you want to be part of that, go to we.net, sign up. And uh, mm-hmm. let's work together to create that world that works for all, like Heidi was saying. Oh, we love it. We love it. Love it. You, hey, everyone, you heard it here on One Love Rising. 
You've been listening to Rick Olsick, the founder of We the World. And we have had a beautiful show on the We Campaign, We Consciousness, and the 11 Days of Global Unity, which are coming up September 11th to the 21st. Plan something. Put it up on the world map. Yeah, on the Global, Global Unity Calendar. Global Unity Calendar. And yeah. let's get this thing, let's get the show on the road. I know I produce a, this will be the second time um, for September 21st. We'll be doing a We Unified concert in Austin, Texas. And there yeah. are a myriad of other events that are happening across the planet, of course, on September 21, which is the International Day of Peace. And then Rick hosts a beautiful show every year uh, where he has uh, panelists, right, on each of the themes. The, the 11, 11 themes. Theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and actually this year uh, Sue is is going to create a tele-summit involving um, the... the uh, young people in Florida, Florida University, working with Earth Charter International. Um, So um, there's a group called the Conscious Elders Network. So they're going to create this intergenerational uh, telesummit where the Conscious Elders Network will be in dialogue with the young people in the universities and high schools and talking and making action plans around each of the 11 themes. So it's very exciting. That's beautiful. Conscious Elders Network. I'm going to check those guys out as well. Mm-hmm. It's an alignment for International Children's Month. And um, all right, we're going to wrap this show up. Because I only okay. have 60 minutes in, and I don't know how long it's going to keep recording us. Okay. So... <laughs> I want to thank uh, Rick Olfick, the founder of We the World, for coming on our show today and for being such a force for for beauty and love and care and respect and unity. And uh, you've all been invited. Thank you, Rick. Thank you. It's been great to be on the show with you. Yeah, I love you. Bob, thank you for holding holding the space with me and sharing your beauty and the earth campaign campaign amazingness and um campaign for the earth and all of the wisdom that you have thank you bob again oh you're very welcome what a joy to be with both of thank you i know i know such a blessing all right, so you heard it here, guys. We.net. You have been listening to One Love Rising on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your co-host, Heidi Little, and uh, we've had Rick Olfick on today. Please share and help people to get inspired and get involved with the campaign, and um, we're moving into that space of we and oneness and um a world that makes sense for all. I love that. A world that makes sense for all. All right. Rick, thank you so much. Okay. We'll have you back again, I hope, and, and blessings yeah. and, and everything your way. Uh, we are completely behind you and everything that, that is happening. Thank you. For we. Onward. Yay. Here we grow, as a famous person always says. <laughs> oh, I love Here you. We grow. Here we grow. <laughs> all right, guys. Talk to you soon. Okay, bye bye. Bye. Here we go. Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye, Bridger. I hear Bridger in the background. Bye.